this is episode 56 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. There are two parts. The easy part is to report, track your metrics, track your KPIs. And the difficult part is to take actions, to implement the conclusions into practice. So, for example, tailoring your content, tailoring your frequency of publishing. Shall you post every day or maybe five times a day or twice a week will be enough. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson Gray, and in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I'm joined by Jan Zayat, the CEO and founder of the social media analytics tool, SoTrender. And we're going to be talking about the importance of social media analytics, whether that's in the world of live video or social media marketing, how you can look at your analytics and make decisions that are going to be really helpful for your marketing and your business. So I think it's time to get on with that. But first, of course, we have a bit of something else. Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. a good bit of dance music. It gets me right in the groove. What I wonder about these new listeners to the podcast. They must be wondering what on earth is happening. I think it's time to get on with the episode. What do you think? Oh, I do think so. Let's do it now. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast. With Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, it's the Confident Live Marketing Show. My name's Ian Anson Gray, and this is episode 56. This is all about the world in lockdown, why social media analytics are vital. And I'm very, very excited to have Jan Zayek on the, on the show. Is that Jan Zayas, I should say, if I get this pronunciation correct. And uh, this, the show notes for this will be at iag.me forward slash 56. So that's really, really cool. So I'm very excited to talk about StreamYard. StreamYard is an amazing live video tool that I use all the time for my live streaming. It's so, so easy. In fact, it's my top recommended tool as a web browser for Mac and PC users because it just works within the web, uh, within, you know, Safari or Chrome or whatever browser you use. And so it works for both Macs and PCs. 
So easy to use. You've got the ability to highlight comments on the screen. You can add your own titles. You can have up to five guests on your show without any extra software. You can share your screen. You can add your own brand colors. You can stream to Facebook, Periscope, LinkedIn Live, YouTube, Twitch, and you can use green screens too. And all of that is on the free version of StreamYard. If you want more than you can do, there are a couple of paid options that give you even more facilities, such as being able to add your own logo, overlays, backgrounds, and pre-recorded videos. And one of my favorite bits, multicasting to up to five different destinations. So you can broadcast to Facebook and YouTube at the same time. And you get the ability to record your live shows as well in a really good high quality format, which is great for repurposing. And a little bit more about repurposing later. So I highly recommend StreamYard. It's a really cool tool. They've got a free plan and some paid plans. And if you want to find out more, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash StreamYard. That's iag.me forward slash StreamYard. And you can find out more about that. Cool. Right. So it's time to talk about Jan and to introduce him onto the show. Jan is an entrepreneur, researcher, and social psychologist. He is the founder and CEO of SoTrender, a research company specializing in social media and developing social media analytics software. Frequent speaker and trainer in on industry events regarding startups, online marketing, and research. Dr. Zayat speaks six languages and visited 44 countries, most of them by bicycle. Jan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, doing fine. <laughs> it's great to have you on. So yeah, we were talking just before we started recording about visiting 44 countries by bicycle and how uh, that is probably the best way to travel. But tell me more about the, the six different languages that you speak. Which languages do you speak? Well, uh, Polish, English, Italian, Spanish, French, and Ukrainian. Ah, Ukrainian. That's that's the cool language to learn. I only know I only probably know about six or seven Polish words. I think I know Kawa, Habata, Zhenkria, and Chesh. And there might be a few others. Koshma. For some reason I know Koshma, which I think means nightmare nightmares. Am I right? Yes, you're right, exactly. <laughs> well, your pronunciation is very promising. <laughs> you should practice more. I should. I should. Well, I need to come to Poland more. That would be really good. So it's great to, great to have you on the show. We're going to be talking about the importance of social media analytics. We've not really talked about social media analytics on the show. And this is something that really I, I want to delve much more into because I think it's so important to not just do your social media, but to actually learn from it and to look at how you're doing and, and be able to then change what you're doing as a result of looking at your analytics. So we're going to be talking about that. And particularly at the moment, because when I'm when we're going live at the moment, so if you're listening to the podcast in the future, we're in the middle of the world being in lockdown with the COVID-19 crisis. And so many countries are still locked down. And so a lot of people have been worried about, should they be posting more? Should they not be posting at all with the current lockdown? And so we're going to be talking about a lot of those things. And I suppose that's my first question to you, Jan, which is with the world in lockdown, are you noticing any social media trends or changes in behavior? I mean, I'm, I'm certainly seeing a lot, but I wonder from an analytics point of view, Considering you run an analytics software company, are you seeing any trends, anything that's different? Yes, we do. Mm. So first of all, we are all using social media and the internet general more. And also with lockdown, especially, we are using desktop access more. While we are, many of us, we are stuck at home, we are with our computers and we are using the desktop access much more instead of mobile. 
So this trend has shifted a bit. What's more, the usual hours changed a bit. So, you know, normally you had these up and downs in daily rhythms. So we have some people referring to entertainment in the morning while commuting, then working. So using other things, then in the afternoon, commuting back home, then maybe some entertainment and movies in the evening. That has changed a bit. So for many of us, especially those who are working from home, we have a very long day with many different activities. It's the separation between work time and spare time for many of us has mm, disappeared, which is actually very tiresome. And many of us, we find it really difficult. So just my suggestion as a psychologist would be try to do whatever you can to separate your work time from other activities. Because it's really tiring if you know you you've been in front of your computer for 12 or 14 hours in the same time communicating with your friends, watching movies, trying to work, and at the end of the day you had your head full of impressions and actions, but on the other hand you have this impression that you haven't done anything. <laughs> it's much better to work shorter in in a more intense way and then to separate it from other activities that you have. That changes a bit brand's communication too. Everything has changed with lockdown, with epidemics, and the brand need to change their way they approach their uh, potential audience too. And what's also important that I think that uh, everybody is already used to COVID and we don't want any COVID-related news and communication anymore unless it's really changing something. So during the first weeks, and we observe it in our statistics and we observe it in our own communication. So during first weeks, People were really reading and consuming and clicking on everything related somehow to epidemics and its consequences. But then we actually got fed up. And I think in the recent weeks, it does not work anymore. What works is showing the future, showing how the world will change, how the consumer's behavior will uh, adapt to the new reality, what will happen, especially if there are success stories of companies and marketers doing good job with in the new, under new, new circumstances. So my suggestion right now would be like, try not communicating everything related to COVID, try to communicate something about the future and possibly something that brings hope. I was going to say that, the, the word hope, isn't it? So I think to begin with, the, a, lot of, a lot of people were panicking and, and there's probably still a little bit of that panicking going on, but I think the narrative has changed to one where, where people are seeking out hope they're seeking out the the positive stories aren't they and uh, it's interesting obviously you're one of the things you're you're a social psychologist and so you've i presume you've you've been looking at this not just from an analytics point of view you're you've been interested in the the psychology behind of all of this and going back to to what you said before about the separation i think that's really really important i i was watching a video recently that was comparing the lockdown and the self-isolation almost as if we're all going into space and we're all in our individual spaceships. If we have this small space, we have to have a sleeping zone and we have to have an eating zone. We have to have a working zone. And they're all kind of like sacred places. We shouldn't be mixing. For example, it's very tempting, isn't it, to to do work in bed and things like that. But when it comes to social media, I think people are searching for some hope and they're looking for maybe a bit of something different and fun and entertaining. So it's interesting that you see that from an analytics point of view, but also from a psychological point of view. So I suppose I know the answer to this, this next question. I think maybe three or four weeks ago, or even longer ago, 
Some people are asking, should we be posting at all? Should we actually be pausing our social media efforts? Should I be going live? Should I not be going live? And I think some people were, were concerned about that, that they didn't want to be seen as exploiting it, exploiting the, the, the lockdown. So, okay, so should we be pausing our social media efforts now or should we actually be doing more, communicating more with our audience and spending more on ads? What's your view on that, Jan? Well, uh, I'm not sure if we should communicate more, but yes, we should communicate as humans, as marketers, as companies. But we should take into consideration the new circumstances, the whole context, how people are feeling, where are they living, how are they living, and so on. In my opinion, and like successful companies, they didn't stop their communication, but they change it. They improve yeah. it. Sometimes they change the entire strategy. They adapt it quickly to what to do. And I think many of them will take profits out of it. Actually, there is a whole body of historical research showing that under crises, the brands that didn't stop investing in marketing, but on the other hand, they were doing their marketing, then they finished the crisis stronger, right? And much powerful than their competitors. In terms of spend, well, in most situations, the uh, advertising spends went down across countries. And again, it's quite common. So actually, if you have some budget to spare, that means that with the same money, you can reach much more people or reach them on higher frequency. Yeah. So actually, it should pay off. Moreover, there for sure, there will be opportunities. Each crisis means also some opportunities. So for example, maybe some publishers will uh, propose a very generous offer, or maybe some influencers, which by the way, pretty often are fighting hard right now to get new deals will be much more open towards collaboration right now, and so on, and so on. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So it's it's definitely, it's not a time where we should be, be pausing, we should be, depending on our business, we should be looking at communicating the same, but maybe changing that message to, to one of a bit of fun and some entertainment and a, and a message of hope. So analytics, let's talk about analytics, because I, I kind of mentioned this to my audience, I mentioned this to clients, and I, I get a number of responses. I think everyone knows that looking at analytics, well, not just looking, but diving into it and, and spending time with your analytics is really, really important. Although I wonder whether people actually know why they think it's important. Uh, and then following on from that, they don't really know what to make from it. So my question to you is, Jan, why bother with social media analytics at all. We, we kind of know we should. It's that guilty feeling at the back of our, our minds, but why actually should we? Well, first, why shall we bother with analytics at all? And the answer is because we can take better decision and observe their real effects. And it's really important, especially under crisis. Why? Because everything changes very quickly. In many industries over past months, we observed that weeks were like years. So some changes in consumers' behavior that were not observable for several months, then were happening week after week. Like the sudden increase in demand for toilet paper, for example, that was experienced, I guess, yeah. in virtually every country, right? Yeah. Yeah. And many other things that people, you know, at the start of the pandemics, they were stocking themselves, buying stuff at a much higher quantity. Then in the next week, for example, they were not doing it. And then why social media analytics? Because people right now are using social media more and companies are using social media more and even companies from quite traditional industries that were not using that much online marketing, like, for example, pharmaceuticals, like uh, construction and many others, 
right now they need to refer to online ways of reaching customers and they try to they should do e-commerce because it's very difficult to reach their customers in different channels then with if you start using social media you should be analyzing especially if the reality changes as quick as it does right now and again there is this big shift in users behavior starting from hours of activity through the type of content they like through their interest i don't know if you realizes but for example over past months much more people got interested in banking and finance in general that's what our data shows why <laughs> first of all i mean the introduction of contactless payments that was much faster this spread than before but also people on one hand they had those that had some money they wanted to invest in something or maybe just to keep it safe but many others were very worried about unemployment about potential crisis about changing exchange rates and so on for some weeks there was much bigger interest in all financial stuff which in normal times i guess was pretty boring for most of us yeah that's i mean that's that's important because this also can give you ideas on the kind of content that you can produce so you might think you're creating the the, the exact kind of content that your audience are interested in. But if you're not looking at your analytics, then you may not see that things have changed. And, and so if I think by looking at your analytics, you can be more intelligent, can't you, in terms of the content that you're creating and be able to change that. Uh, I can see that Royzen Bennett is, is watching from Ireland on Facebook. It's great to see you here. If there's anyone else uh, who is, well, I can definitely see lots of people watching but you're all being very shy. So let me know where in the world you're from. Uh, if you're watching the replay, put hashtag replay in the comments. And if you've got any question on analytics, any questions on analytics, I would love to know if you look at analytics and what metrics you focus on. And so this is a question, this is my next question to you, Jan, which is what are the most important metrics that we should look at? And I know that's a very broad question. So I suppose I, I want to break it up into two, which is, just generally, for beginners to analytics for social media, what, what are the, 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 the first, the basic things that we should be looking at? And then for, for video and live video creators, such as my, you know, many of my audience are interested in producing video and live video, again, what metrics should we be looking at and, and on a regular basis? Well, so in general, in social media, people usually try to measure three aspects. First, reach. And all the time in marketing, you are measuring reach because you would like to know if you are able to reach many people, especially many people in your target group. And there are many metrics related to this, like organic and page reach that Facebook shows us, like views and impressions and so on, also frequency. Then the other crucial thing is actions or conversions. So what we want people to do, so for example, go to our website, buy something, sign up for a newsletter, give a message, and so on. And in the middle, there is something quite specific for the internet and in general for social media and very important too, which is called engagement. So basically reaction to communication. All the visible things like likes, comments, retweets, and so on, hearts, but also it might be clicks, it might be watching video, anything that tells us if people like and react to our content. And also it provides us with some free reach. So basically if you are getting shares and likes and comments, then some more people will see it. Your content gets viral at least a bit. So reach, engagement and actions or conversions, they are three pillars of social media analytics and then you've got metrics for each of them. 
And in terms of live video, so uh, in live video I, and in video in general, well, again, you're measuring reach and number of impressions, but also you should really take care of watch time because watch time tells you a lot about the quality of the content produced. Not only if you're having people that start to watch it, but if they keep with you for at least a couple of minutes or the entire show, as well as you should have as, as, uh, also a look onto uh, the quality in your content in terms of engagement. So if you're getting comments, likes, shares, and so on. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with you on all those things. And it's been said a lot, but you know, the, the reach and the engagement are so, so important. Watch time, I think, is, is incredibly important with live video and video. But also, I, I think one thing that I've noticed with uh, live video in particular is it's interesting to see the number of people that are watching live and the number of people that are watching the replay. And that can be interesting in terms of trying to work out what's the best time for for your live videos. Maybe if you're getting a lot of people watching the replay, but very few people watching live, maybe you need to, to change that. But also, it, it's just interesting to see the the difference between replay and live viewers too. Thank you so much for that, Jan. That's that's really, really important stuff. So we're going to be diving a little bit more into analytics. I'm going to also ask Jan about SoTrender, which is a really cool tool uh, that uh, Jan is the founder of. So we're going to be talking about that. But I want to introduce my next sponsor, which is Content 10X. Content 10X are experts in content repurposing. And you can find out more just by going to content10x.com. They are an awesome service, really. They they produce lots and lots of interesting stuff on their blog, and they've got a podcast. And, the, and Amy's also, uh, who's the founder, Amy Woods, who's the founder of Content 10X, has written a book uh, called Content 10X. And they will basically take your content, particularly when it comes to live video content. You can create your content really quickly and easily. Just obviously you need to plan it, but once you press that end broadcast button, they will then take that, the replay of your live video and turn it into lots of different content, whether that's into a podcast like I do, into blog posts, which of course I do as well, or social media images, infographics, that kind of thing. And this allows you to focus on growing and building your business and doing all the important stuff. They will take care of that for you. But of course, if, you, if you'd rather do it yourself, then they've got loads of resources. As I said, they've got a blog, podcast, and book. And there's uh, so much information that you can find out from Amy and her team. So definitely check out content10x.com. And I thank you, Amy and the team, for sponsoring this podcast and show. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Let's get back on with it. So what which should we be doing? Now, we've looked at the analytics and what should we then be doing to with that knowledge, I suppose? What, you know, how can we learn from that and actually put that into practice in terms of our social media? So, I mean, I suppose from a simple point of view, you mentioned maybe we see in our analytics that more and more people are interested in one type of content. And I suppose from a simple point of view, we should maybe be creating more of that content. But have you got any... Any thoughts on any more thoughts on that or any kind of ideas or anything else that you like to talk about when it comes to that? Yeah, I mean, there are two parts. The easy part is to, to report, track your metrics, track your KPIs. And the difficult part is to take actions to implement <laughs> yeah. the conclusions into practice, right? So, for example, tailoring your content, tailoring your frequency of publishing. Shall you post every day or maybe five times a day? or twice a week will be enough. Of course, you should precise your time. 
what should be your uh, publishing time, especially if you are going live, which links shall we use, and so on and so on. But also there's a lot about interactions between your company, your profile, and the audience. So for example, if they are asking you questions and then if you reply, and if you reply quick enough, if you they're sharing your content and then what type of content, and so on. Yeah, that's that's really important, important stuff. So obviously, with with the likes of Facebook and, and LinkedIn and, and all these platforms, they do give us some analytics. You know, we've got Facebook Insights, and they're pretty good. I mean, why? You know, should we just be using the analytics on the platforms themselves, or should we be looking to use a tool such as SoTrender or such as other other ones? Now. Obviously, I'm going to expect you're going to say, of course, you need to use our tool. But maybe kind of unpack that slightly because so if I was going to play devil's advocate here, I will say, well, surely it's best to look at the analytics that are baked into Facebook. I mean, they're not going to lie. So why don't we just use those? Why, why should we use another tool out there? Well, of course, you should be using the stats provided by platforms, no matter if it's YouTube analytics or Facebook insights or anything else. And my first suggestion would be just start with it. and then. When you will see that you are missing something, come to SoTrender, then you will understand much better what were you missing. One of the common problems with this statistic provided by platforms is that it's pretty basic and there is no automatic reporting. So you see the numbers, you see some charts, and that's it. And with uh, SoTrender, you've got also automatic reporting, you've got explanations and some suggestions. And the other problem is that normally in platforms, you cannot track your competitors, you cannot track your industry benchmarks. And with tools like SoTrender, you could easily legally track and benchmark towards your competitors or industry experts like you, Ayan, or some other people. So you can also build maybe some indexes enabling to compare between your brand and the others. And finally, it's not only about analytics, but it's also about then taking actions, for example, around your social inbox. So basically, we facilitate prompt replies to all the messages and comments that you are getting, but we also show you conclusions that, for example, you are pretty fast in replying people on during evenings, but you should work harder during the day because sometimes there are comments or posts being unanswered for hours mm. and so on. Yeah. This type of conclusions, which right now could be drawn automatically. We are using AI to show some uh, suggestions, recommendations also related to, for example, sentiment, most active members of your community or the contents that works best with your uh, audience. Yeah, that's that's so so important. And so, yeah, so, so Trender. I mean, you used to focus mainly well, just on analytics. And one, one thing that's been really exciting to see is that you, although the, the analytics part has actually grown and become more powerful. And, and I, I still think it's very easy to use. Uh, so Trendo, I've, I've seen some analytics tools out there that you go in and I just kind of like want to run to bed because it's just like, it's so complicated, but I think you make it really easy to use, which is, which is important, but it's also really cool that you are broadening out. You, I mean, I would now classify so Trender as a social media management tool because you now do have a social inbox and you do make it easy for people to respond to social mentions and messages and things like that, which is really cool. But also, yeah, you can dive into that data. And, and I love things like, for example, analyzing the sentiment. So you can actually look at the reactions or the, the engagement to your posts and get the general feel. Has it been generally positive? Has it been neutral? Or has it been negative? And then, of course, you can then dive into and actually look at those particular posts and see what, what was going right there or what was going wrong there. Wrong there. What can we learn from that? 
Uh, and of course, with Social Ender, you you work with all types of content, whether that is a general post, a live video post, or a video post. You know, so what what would um what would be the the first place you would recommend people go if they sign up for SoTrender and they're looking at the the analytics? Where where would be the first place you would recommend people to go to get a general feel of how their social media efforts have been going? Well, I would suggest to start with our automated reporting. So you just Go there, click it twice, and you have a beautiful report for 20, 30 pages with detailed description of what have you been doing, what was successful, what was not, and how does it work compared or to your brand in previous period or compared to other brands that you would like to benchmark. I think that would be the easiest start also because we offer not only charts, not only numbers, but also explanations and description of the trends. And then you can deep dive into analytics and particular statistics and numbers, or you can go to your social inbox and see what people are writing about. As you mentioned, not only observe sentiment, but you can use this sentiment to filter messages. Maybe more companies, most companies, they tend to reply very quickly to the negative comments, or maybe sometimes they would like to hide it. And if it's something positive and neutral and you've got many mentions, maybe you can just leave it or reply to it later on because it's not that critical. That's a really important point. Oh, thank you for that. So my final question to you is, I suppose, moving away, moving away from analytics, which is at the moment, but maybe more generally, why should we be considering video content and maybe more specifically live video content? I don't know whether this is something that you've personally gone into too much or whether you do much at SoTrender, but why should we be considering creating video content right now? At the moment, I would say there are two particular reasons. One is algorithms and virality. I mean, on all platforms are supporting videos, especially live videos. So this type of content just gets much more people to watch it due to algorithms, due to way they organize the content. But uh, there is also another reason. Nowadays, with pandemics, it's just more human than the usual way of corporate or brand communication. And some people will look for it because it's a substitute of a real human content that most of us miss a lot these days. So I see many brands, even from quite traditional industries, that right now they're trying to do something live with maybe webinars, Q&A sessions with the experts and so on. And well, some people, they like it because they are watching these screens anytime and anyway, and they would like to learn something, get educated, or maybe they would like to get some insights from the brands, from the marketers. Yeah, that's a really, really important point. It's, I think we need to listen to our audience and think, well, what do all my audience want? Are they looking for more video content? I think some people will, but you also need to cater for other types of people who may actually prefer to read content. And so that's why I'm a big advocate of doing, doing live video because it's a great way to engage with the audience, uh, to have that, that real, I suppose, intimacy is a really important emotion there. But then from that, you can then repurpose it into a blog post and into a podcast. And, and so dif- different people have different preferences on what kind of content that they're, they're interested in. And it's interesting at the moment, of course, you know, how many of us are actually getting a little bit of, I suppose I'd call it Zoom fatigue. You know, I, I remember seeing uh, recently on Facebook, somebody was saying, uh, it was like one of these infographics and, the, and it was saying, uh, like a, a friend was saying, oh, I really miss you. Um, should we get on? Uh, and, and the other person says, yeah, I really miss you too. Should we get on Zoom and have a chat? 
no, <laughs> I've had enough. I can't cope with any more Zoom. And I think there is that. But um, creating more video content will be a really great way to to create a little bit more of that human interaction and a bit more of a bit more of that intimacy, which I think we're all craving. Well, thank you, Jan. It's been great to have you on the show. And I think it's a, just a little bit of a delve into the world of analytics, something that we haven't really talked much about on the show. And I think this is a topic I would really want to visit, revisit in the future. So maybe if you're up for this, we, we could have you back on and we can delve a little bit more into the data and maybe get a bit more geeky. Uh, and I'm particularly interested in your your view on this because you're not just into the data, you're also interested in the psychology. So that would be that would be awesome. So how how can people find out more about you and how can people find out more about SoTrender? I mean, presumably SoTrender.com is the best place to go to, but are there any other places you'd like to point people in the direction of? Well, yeah, of course you can find me on social media, starting with Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. But uh, just start with our website and the weblog there. That sounds, sounds, sounds great. Well, definitely go to sotrender.com and you can forward Jan on all the, the social networks. I don't think you're on TikTok yet, I'm, I've, but, or maybe you are. I don't know. But I, I, yeah, the, my last guest was talking about TikTok and I was feeling very, very old. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we've, got some, we've got some comments. So, uh, for, so Bruce Craft is, is watching on Facebook uh, and he says, does SoTrender also help pull analytics of live stream video viewers from platforms like Twitter and Periscope? And he also says analytics are what help live streaming brands capture more sponsors. That's a really interesting point. I totally agree with you there, Bruce. So if you're looking to get sponsors for your show, uh, analytics are a great way of, of looking at the data and actually being able to show your potential sponsors what's actually happening behind the scenes. But yeah, I mean, does SoTrender help with if you're a live streamer in particular, I mean, obviously you, you'll be able to get in data from the comments for Facebook Lives after they've happened. But how about platforms like Twitter, Periscope and other, other platforms? Well, so we focus first of all on Facebook and Instagram because these are the most important uh, platforms for yeah. most of our clients. For yeah. Twitter, we've got some basic stats. So, well, generally speaking, I think the live video is much more important for Facebook, for Instagram, yeah. and maybe LinkedIn would like it to be as important too, but <laughs> yes. still, we need some more time for it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Well, yeah, I mean, so just trying to definitely, I mean, it's, it's, well, it's very, very well with Facebook and Instagram. And I know that you're, you're building new features all the time. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens with LinkedIn Live. I'm still playing with it. I'm still using it. So um, let's let's see what happens with that. I noticed. I have noticed. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, thank you, Jan. Uh, do check out SoTrender.com. That's fab. And uh, well, we'll leave it there. So until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. Media analytics are vital.